0: space through Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, and Periscope. Stu is also the Spymaster Director of our Mystery Shopping Report. He dispatches our secret shopper weekly to an unsuspecting South Florida dealership. And now, on with the show. Well, good morning, everybody. Uh, we're back. We're live. We're in color. We're in the studio here in North Palm Beach, Florida, and uh, we're here to help you. We're here to uh, maybe even entertain you a little bit. We'd like to get a few chuckles out of you. We we chuckle a lot, and I hope you can join the party because that's the way we look at the show is an informative, uh, definitely not an infomercial, by the way. This is all about helping you buy a car, lease a car without being taken advantage of, and maintain and repair your car. Uh, I, I, I think when people are going through historical changes, exciting times in history, I'm not sure they realize it. I think... You know, when they invented the printing press and then they, the atom bomb and electricity and, you know, the people just kind of roll with it. I think we're going through that right now. We're, I, I think the world, uh, counterintuitively by the pandemic, has actually been accelerated forward in a lot of ways. Uh, it was a painful time and it still is going on. It's not over by any means, but uh, the past uh, year and a half to two years, and the automobile business have been uh, truly transformative a uh, watershed moment in, in transportation. I mean, you know, when they invented the, the steam engine, when they invented, the, I guess, the horse, we domesticated the horse, so that was kind of an invention. Uh, moments of history like this are rare. And I th- try to join the excitement. I'm starting to get excited about what's going on. And... Uh, Hopefully you will, too. This isn't all a negative show about how not to be taken advantage of. It's how to uh, exercise your, your mind and your actions and your transportation uh, commensurate with what we have available to us in the 21st century. So we're here to help you do that. Uh, what is the old? It was the best of times. It's the worst of times. But the car business is truly... The best of times. For the consumers, it might be the worst of times. Um, car dealers, I have a copy of Automotive News here with me in the studio, and this is the Trade Journal uh, for automobile dealers and manufacturers. And uh, headline is the fact that the car retail business is better than it's ever been profitably for the dealers. Uh, the profits on cars are obscenely high. Um, In the first, uh, well, in May of 2021, that's last month, uh, the profit per car was at an all-time record for car dealers. You heard me right. Uh, All-time record. Uh, It was actually almost 70% higher than it was a year ago. So uh, a year ago, it wasn't that bad in May, by the way. Uh, it, we were just coming out of the pandemic or just the car business was just coming out. Nobody else was coming out a year ago um, and today uh, It's like printing money to be a car dealer and it's somewhat the same for the automobile manufacturers, but not as much So the message to you is just be aware if you need a car You need to buy a car But you need to be more careful than ever when you're leasing or buying or maintaining or repairing your car why? Because, well, think about it. It's, it's, think about it as a game. You know, you're, you're entering into a competition with a car dealer. That's the way life is. That's the way uh, autos are retailed in America and probably the world, pretty much. So uh, the car dealer is just having a heck of a game. He's making money hand over fist. What does that mean for you? Well, that means you're paying money hand over fist because you're paying more for a car today, new or used, than you ever have. So, uh, almost uh, 70% of every vehicle sold in May of this year was at or over sticker price. Uh, You could pick yourself up off the floor, you heard what I said, you know, nobody pays sticker for a car, you don't pay uh, retail, you you get a discount, you haggle, you hassle. Well, uh, 69% actually of all the transactions in May in the United States for new cars were at or above sticker. And that doesn't even reflect what the dealer did to you after you bought the car. It doesn't reflect what happens, for example, with the addendum labels and the dealer installed accessories. So, it's buyer beware like never before. Caveat emptor. Be careful out there, folks. And if you don't need to buy a car, I promise you in six months you're going to get a better deal. If you have to buy a car, then just listen carefully. And uh, we have the blog, we have our um, text lines, our phone lines, you can call the show, uh, we'll answer any questions we can. But it just, there's never been a time in the history of transportation that the sellers of the transportation were doing better and the buyers of the transportation weren't doing as well. So. Uh, Listen carefully, spread the word, and uh, spread the number. Our call-in number, the audio call-in number, is 877-960-9960. That's 877-960-9960. Write the number down. Uh, Nancy Stewart, my co-host, co-founder of this show 20 years ago, is watching that laptop of hers. And when the phone call comes through, it appears with your name, and then she waves at everybody, and she says, we have a phone call. And we take our phone calls. We prioritize our phone calls Uh, for a couple of reasons. First of all, our switchboard's not that big here at the studio, and we have, I think, three or four lines coming in. So if you get backed up, we don't want that to happen. So we try to get a flow. Uh, If you can't get through there, we have a text line, and I guarantee you, 99% of the time, all texts are answered at least by the end of the show. And that text number is 772-497-6530. Again, write it down. 772-497-6530. I'm taking this time to tell you this because you do make the show. I mean... uh, If you've listened to the show before, you'll know what I'm talking about. We have some amazing regular callers uh, that absolutely are better contributors than we are. We have some people, smart people out there, and texters, too. So we want you to communicate, and we will share your knowledge and your questions, your constructive criticism, or for that matter, any any kind of criticism, we share it. Hey, live radio, we're having fun here, folks. Uh, You would be surprised what we say and do on this show. But it's all honest. It's all transparent. We don't pull any punches. Mystery Shopping Report, forget about it. You're a car dealer. Be on guard. Matter of fact, if you're a thousand miles away, it wouldn't work because last week we went to Nancy's hometown and uh, mystery shopped a dealer very near Pittsburgh. So, car dealers beware. Uh, Listeners, um, never more important to hear what we're saying in a show and what each other has to say. I'd love to hear your experiences. I'd love to hear someone that bought a car within the past 30 days. I'd love to hear how much you paid for it, how much you think you paid for it or you leased it for. If you traded the car in, I'd love to hear what you got for your trade-in. Uh, I forgot to mention earlier, trade-ins used cars, you can sell your used car today and make a bigger profit than you would have ever made on that car. Except maybe the day you bought it. And maybe even make more. I mean, it's crazy what's happening to used car values. They're going up to the to the sky. So, uh, get on the train, enjoy the ride, and uh, call us with your suggestions, your ideas. And uh, I'm going to go to uh, Nancy Stewart first, my co-host, Because one of the most important things about our show is we do recognize the fact that the females of the world are buying half the cars. And they're very important uh, to this whole transportation thing we're talking about. And we need full participation from you ladies out there. And Nancy has got an offer you can't refuse. You regular listeners know about it. But uh, the new listeners, you need to hear what we do special to encourage our female callers to call the show. And Nancy, tell them all about it.
1: Thank you. Good morning, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, I want to let the ladies know how important, as Earl said, you are to the show by offering you $50 for the first two new lady callers. And, uh, you know, just in case you did tune in, you've tuned in to Earl Stewart on Cars. Here, you're going to find a very, very unusual forum. Uh, and the reason for that is transparency Uh, we've been fighting the fight and uh, no we're not tired yet we're uh, we're just tired of the dishonesty uh, that still exists out there in the auto industry and uh, we're here to uh, advise we're here to take your opinion Uh, we're here to listen to you because as earl said you are an important part of the show So give us a call toll-free, be part of the show, 877-960-9960. And ladies, as I said, $50 for the first two new lady callers. Now back to the recovering car dealer.
0: Well, Rick Kearney on my right, certified diagnostic master technician, the guy that's got all the answers as far as problems with your car. It's a software problem, it's a mechanical problem, it's an electronic problem, it's an electrical problem. You got a hybrid, you got an all-electric, you got a combustion engine, you name it. Rick Kearney is the man. And he monitors YouTube. I forgot to mention that we're streaming. You know, we're 21st century here, folks. We're Facebook, we're Instagram, we're Twitter, uh, and we are YouTube. And uh, the YouTube's go stri- strictly to Rick. He sees those first. So if you have a mechanical question, as I said, electronic or computer, what do you want? Cars or computers today, right? You got a computer question about your car, you call Rick, and he will have the answer for you. And uh, uh, you actually have more transactions and and connections with car dealers when you're maintaining and repairing your car today than ever before. So. Uh, Next, we want to talk to Stu Stewart, and Stu is our uh, spymaster general. He's out there in the – well, he's not out there in the field, but he runs the field agents, and he is uh, – he has got uh, dispatched one uh, record distance uh, today. And Our mystery shopping report is – I don't know if it's the most educational, but certainly the most entertaining part of our show. Total transparency, excitement. I mean, this would get a high rating – on any media, uh, it's a shame we can't do it video. In Florida, you can't do video on car dealers. You can do
2: you can do video. You can't do audio. Audio is that right. what it Unless is? Unless you have permission from both parties being recorded.
0: So we could go in with a camera just if right. we didn't. So okay, yeah. well maybe we'll get Agent Lightning or Agent Thunder to put a
2: camera on. We did that once, and we uh, <laughs> we strapped a um, this years ago. We strapped a, a GoPro camera to the head of a five-year-old. A very active five-year-old yeah. <laughs> uh, just to get video and uh, the, you know the, the excuse was oh he, he's he got this for his birthday so he, he won't take it off yeah. and uh, anyway so we got video but it was pretty herky-jerky uh, you couldn't really focus on anything cause it was on a was on a five-year-old. <laughs> so maybe we'll try it with an older kid We'll figure kid next out
0: maybe time. we could, Put it on a dog. You couldn't conceal it. It can't be concealed. We thought
2: though. we figured that hiding it in plain sight was the best strategy, so we just yeah. strapped it right to his head, and, like, n- nobody questioned it. You know, it was a few days after Christmas. I'm like, ah, the kid got a, uh, got a, got a present. Yeah.
1: So, I'd like uh, to uh, – yeah. I'm going to interrupt you. I'd love, I'd love to change the law on that – topic the two of you just discussed yeah uh anyway uh, i'm gonna re- interrupt everyone because we do have a first-time caller she is a young lady her name is dina and she is from west palm beach good morning dina hi good morning nancy welcome to earl stewart on cars you won yourself 50 dollars if you'll email me your information i'll get that out to you what can we do for you today
3: i'm not only calling to say hi and appreciate what you do and the work you do with the big dog ranch rescue and how earl and and yourself host adoption events and help them in all kinds of ways but i run a pet transportation um a pet taxi in palm beach county and we're always looking for newer and better vehicles to accommodate different sized pets and i'm really calling to see if you have any insight into the the world the transport world and what flexible
4: vehicles might be out there that we should be looking at that we're not aware of yet. Who else uh. there? Hmm. <clears throat> It sounds almost as though uh, minivans might be your best option because you'd be able to maybe put dividers uh, or crates that would give you the ability to have, you know, various different sizes and, and keep them somewhat separated. Um, I would be watching also for hybrids. Uh, that would improve your fuel economy, uh, lower the maintenance costs, and lower your operational costs on it.
3: I love that. Well, we always could use that. That's for sure. We like the minivans.
2: Just double-check the, like the model because some of them will have removable seats, and that's what you're going to want to do, especially if you're going to put any crates in there. Yes. So <laughs> double-check that they have the, the, the center row and the rear. Sometimes you can clear out the back of a minivan that's you know designed for kids and soccer moms and turn it into like you know, a cargo van or a delivery sort of thing. So um, make sure that you can do that. Some of them actually have the seats that stow down into the floor. Uh, Honda Odyssey does it. Toyota Sienna does that.
4: Yep. And um, you could do the same thing if they stow in the floorboard. Chrysler, I think, also has that feature. They yeah. can still totally flatten the floor.
1: Deanna, you have a lot of options uh, with the uh, van, and as uh, Stu pointed out, you know you can just uh, empty out that van and uh, you know conform it to your needs and uh, the dogs. But it is a great way to go.
4: Well, dogs and cats. I appreciate
3: it. <laughs> dogs and cats, and bunnies and lizards.
4: All right.
1: Dogs and all. cats. <laughs> Ooh.
3: Yeah, well, thank you so much, you guys. I really appreciate all you do, like I said, and thanks
4: for the insight. Uh, you're welcome. Thank you, dear. You might also consider um, Chrysler, uh, Dodge, actually, I think, or, well, what's left of Dodge. They make those uh, Sprinter <laughs> that's, that's vans. That's a wholehearted endorsement right there. You might want to consider. Yeah. <laughs> but but they, they do make uh, Mercedes-Benz, what's actually, a, the, what's the manufacturer.
0: A do- what's a Dodge?
4: That's what you do when that that guy pulls out in front of you. When the um, van, when you must get hit by a van. You yeah. gotta die. So oh, a, they make that big sprinter van. It's that like is, a is Pontiac a, or a, yeah, an, an nice old large Mobile. van. Oh
2: yeah, yeah, yeah. I always, so yeah, a lot of these um, Mercedes will have these commercial truck departments. And yes. I don't know what the price range is for that, but you can definitely go much bigger than, and, than a mini.
4: And also, uh, Ford does their Transit vans yeah. that are good sized we have and. Ford
3: Transit.
4: Okay, good. nice. nice. How's that, that
2: served you?
3: oh it's excellent we use the passenger vehicle uh the passenger transit so that it has three rows of air conditioning
4: so we're able right to really oh that's control good
2: for the dogs oh, yeah. For the yeah that's i didn't even consider that oh air, for, the, for the yeah florida for
4: sure. you have to have a climate control you have to have air conditioning for the
1: dogs yeah most definitely yes, exactly yeah well thank well, you
3: you have a lot of options I do yes definitely I appreciate
1: you guys yeah thank, thank you for well, all you do we
4: appreciate what you do
1: yes definitely
4: Hey, can I do oh, a girl. commercial?
0: Can I do a commercial for Big Dog Ranch because uh, Dina was nice enough to uh, uh, compliment us on the work we do to get doggies <laughs> homes. Yep. And uh, uh, you can do it too for uh, this book I'm holding up for you people streaming. Is called Confessions of a Recovering Car Dealer, and it's available on Amazon. And if you will buy this book, you will not only never be taken advantage of by a car dealer, but you'll also help provide a home for a homeless doggie. And all the proceeds, 100 percent of what you pay us, doesn't go to us. It goes to Big Dog Ranch Rescue. <laughs> that's right. That's our latest dog. <laughs> We're trying to find a home for Rick. And I got fleas. So if you buy the book, you learn how to be a, uh, an educated car buyer, and you you help a doggy because uh, we do this for thousands of dogs. And uh, it's amazing what Big Dog Ranch has done. The largest no-kill shelter in Florida. And uh, when we take a doggie in, uh, he's going no place except to find a nice home somewhere. We euthanize none of our dogs. So
1: Absolutely. Thanks
0: for mentioning that. Deanna gave me excuse to do a commercial.
1: And, you know, Deanna, uh, whenever we go out there, you know, it never fails. Uh, you know, I'm impressed each time. It's just an amazing place and what they have done And uh, I'm reluctant to even refer to dogs and cats because it's like they're human and they're treated as such out there because they come from a background that, uh, for lack of another word, you know, what a terrible background they come from uh, from all over the country. And uh, they're usually abused and uh, in so many different ways. So Big Dog Ranch is doing an amazing job. And again, we thank you for the amazing job that you do. Please give us a call again. Thank you. I will. Thank you. Have a great weekend.
0: Okay. We were talking to Stu before, and we were talking about our mystery shopping report and uh, the fact that there's a new land uh, distance record for shoppers.
2: Yeah, and, and I'm... My job is so easy now with Agent Lightning. Like par- part of my weekly stress that I go through is, is trying to pick a, a target, a, a dealership that we're going to investigate. Um, Earl stopped helping me years ago. He used <laughs> to send me, shop this dealership, shop. Now it's all up to me. <laughs> but now, but it's hard. But Agent Lightning will just surprise me. I just got a text on Monday. It hey, I'm going to be up in Pennsylvania. Want me to do a, a mystery shop up there. What am I going to say? I'm like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. She's, any preference? I'm like, no, you go ahead and pick one. You do a good job with that. So uh, she picked, uh, it was Jim, Shorkey, Chrysler, Dodge, Jeep, Ram. We just shortened it to Jim, Shorkey, Chrysler because it's easier to say. And uh, so she went up there. I'm not going to spoil anything. It was not what I expected. I don't think it was anything, what anybody expected. And if
0: we have any listeners out there that maybe has the personal experience uh, yeah. with this dealer uh, give, give, just give the details about the location and spell the name yeah. if anybody in Pennsylvania because we have a lot of listeners in Pennsylvania if you know anything about this particular dealership what, so, spell it again Jim
2: it's Jim Shorkey and it's S-H-O-R-K-E-Y Jim Shorkey and they actually have 13 dealerships um, in Pennsylvania and in uh, eastern Ohio I think he has one in Youngstown and uh, the the dealership we shopped was uh, Jim Shorkey Chrysler, and that's in North Huntingdon, North Huntingdon, Pennsylvania, just on the outskirts of Pittsburgh.
0: Nancy, do you know where North Huntingdon is? Uh, is it just outside of Pittsburgh?
1: Uh, I've never been there. Yeah. Uh, but thank mm-hmm. you for asking. Uh, I long for Pittsburgh in those days. Yeah, Things c- certainly c- have changed. Yeah. Where mm-hmm. I'm sitting right now. We won't go into that though. Uh eight seven seven nine six oh ninety nine sixty or you can text us seven seven two four nine seven six five three zero. We're gonna go to Dog Walker Dave and he is a regular caller from West Palm Beach. We enjoy speaking with him. Good morning.
5: Good morning, guys. Uh what a beautiful morning now that it quit raining. <laughs>
6: oh,
5: yeah. <laughs> yeah, listen, um, the previous caller uh was talking about you know, transportation for dogs pets and I have a little experience with that for the last 14 years we've had a pet services business that's all-inclusive it's a concierge service that includes transportation from time to time uh, with a picket of the groomer take them to you know here and there the vet and we found that the minivan is probably the best overall transportation Vehicle. Now, we've tried other vehicles, like such as SUVs, and one of the problems with an SUV is how high the, the, hmm. the vehicle sits off the ground. And mm-hmm. not only getting the larger dogs in, but letting getting the larger dogs out, because they want to jump, and if you let them jump, there have been a lot of injuries to dogs coming off that higher platform.
6: Mm-hmm.
5: And... Uh, Yeah, but there there is a vehicle that uh, we've been looking at, and I can't tell you what the model is, but you guys will probably recognize it when I try and describe it. It's a Ford, and the uh, automobile club, the AAA service, road service guys, use this vehicle, and it's a miniature work van, Hmm. and um i can't remember what it's called but it it, it looks to be ideal has wide opening door on the side and has a double uh, double open door on the back nice and low to the ground and can be configured however you like you know you could put uh uh, crates Mm -hmm. uh, uh, even just you know if you're only transporting a couple put a couple of dog beds down and uh but uh yeah be careful about getting an SUV to transport your uh, your pets in it. We we unfortunately <coughs> found
0: out the hard way. Well, thank you, you Dave. Know, but you, you know the uh, com- the commercial vans also are, are far less expensive, and if you could get a if you could get a good uh, late model used van, uh, these commercial vans uh, for car dealers. And we're you know we're advantage of being a car dealer, dealers, we are. Uh, we know that. Oftentimes, we'll just wholesale those cars. They're commercial vans have a limited market. Certain dealers, that, uh, Ford dealers largely, and uh, Chevy, they do a lot of uh, commercial work. But uh, the, it's volume work, so it's, the cost of value uh, is, is much greater than if you pay retail for, you know, for a, a passenger van. So I, I think that's a great suggestion. and uh, You should be able to get a better deal, plus the fact that it's got all the advantage that, that Dave just described for the dogs. Rick, you were going to say something.
4: Yeah, I, I drive a, a four-door Tacoma pickup, and my dog, I have to take her to the vet every so often, so I put her in the back seat, and sh- I have to watch carefully with her for leaping in and out of the truck because yep. it's, it's a high high jump for her. Yeah, good point. Yeah,
5: but the, and they always want to, you know, even if they are too scared to do it, they still stand at the door and they act like they want to jump out. Yes, so they do. It's, <laughs> yeah, so it's... Uh, good
0: to
1: talk to you guys again have a beautiful day all right thanks Dave you too yeah, but, uh, thank you very much you know uh, what a horrible story you know I think back at uh, my daughter's uh Yorkie and uh you know it's almost like as if somebody gives you a baby and you're responsible and God forbid if anything would happen well here's my story I'll try to make it short uh, I'm barely moving in my car I'm driving so slow it was incredible thank God uh, Charlie, the Yorkie, is in my lap. Uh, everyone knows how small Yorkies are. For some reason, he spotted something from the driver's side, and the window was down, and he jumped out. Oh, oh wow! wow. Yep. You know, you just stated how far that drop is for a, and he's a Yorkie. We're talking ten pounds. There wasn't another car coming thank god so at any rate if you can believe it he didn't even get hurt mm. oh yeah, yeah. i think that i was the one who was ready for the emergency room because <laughs> uh-huh. i wouldn't have been able to face my daughter because it would have been like telling her her firstborn was dead mm. you know but there's so many safety features for dogs today that we need to take advantage of because things happen so quickly
4: well, the uh, the other thing to that, make sure you put your window lock on, because if the puppy's in the back seat, uh, another thing, my dog will get she'll she'll put her paws up on the door, and all of a sudden I had the window start coming down one wow. day. Oh, yeah. Wow. Oh boy, it, it, Harley Quinn is. Um, yeah. she's not the brightest bulb she might have jumped out that window so yeah. I, had, I had to make sure i i always put the window lock when she's on yeah when she's in the car with yeah. me yeah
1: so the seat belt um, whatever safety feature you can provide yeah. for your dog for your cat is imperative it is really to be able to initiate that and keep them safe just like a child yep 877-960-9960 or you can text us at 772-497-6530. Don't forget, youranonymousfeedback.com. I believe we're going to go back to Stu. Well,
2: we'll jump over to some some text messages. Um, we'll, we'll kick it off with Anne-Marie's, who, that's our tradition. So Anne-Marie sent us a message this morning. Uh, she also sent us a cartoon, a Marmaduke cartoon, that I hope Jonathan can get up on the screen if you guys are watching the show. Uh, it's, it's Marmaduke uh, walking back from the mailbox and... Uh, his, his owner says, when did you get a car that needs an extended warranty? So he got this junk mail. <laughs> uh, anyway, Emery says, at the risk of sounding like a crotchety old curmudgeon like the late Andy Rudy, uh, why is it uh, that it seems as if everybody and their dog gets offers for extended warranties in the mail, yet automobile manufacturers seem unable to send recall notices out to every owner, even though the cars are registered through the DMV? We'll get to that in a second, but she goes on. There, is a, there was a big, um, a lot of recalls were announced, and Emory uh, lists a lot of them, but they they recently announced well over 600,000 uh, vehicles being recalled, a ton of RAM units, Fords are getting recalled. I mean, I'm reading this list. It's got everything in there. Chevy HDs, Ford Transit, Transits, Nissan Armadas, uh, Porsche Taycans, even Teslas. She's got Teslas recalling some 2019 in 2021, Tesla Model 3s and Model Ys. Uh, so, Amory says, since not all recall notices make it to the owners, um, please check yourself. Go to SaferCar.gov and put your VIN number, your identification number for your car, and it's really easy. And uh, you'll find out if there's any any dangerous recalls that you got that you gotta address. And remember, fixing them is free. It doesn't cost you anything.
0: Absolutely. You know, yeah. It's, it's uh, you know it stirs up the uh, anger in in me when we talk about recalls. Uh, the, the manufacturers have gotten a lot better. I mean, they couldn't have gotten any worse. Uh, I think statistically, 25% of every car on the road has a dangerous recall, and it ha- that hasn't been fixed. I mean, that's inexcusable when you consider how many millions of cars mm-hmm. are out there, and every one of those is a potential time bomb. Uh, so you can say, well, we can't get hold of the, the owners. They change their hands three, four times. Where, how are we supposed to find the owners? Well. I promise you, you'd find the owner if you if he was going to pay you money. Uh, sometimes when you have to find someone that you have to pay them money, <laughs> right. you don't look that hard. They're hard to find, <laughs> and uh, we all know if somebody really wants to find you, they can find you today. I mean, it just right. yeah, you, know, you can call it lack of privacy and lack of transparency, whatever you want to call it. But if someone really wants to find you, bill collectors find you, right? If you don't make your car payment, they find you. But if you have a uh, airbag that will blow up in your face with a shrapnel like a hand grenade and kill you, they have a hard time finding those. Why? Because they have to put a new airbag in the car and that's going to cost them, what, $1,000? Uh, what's the cost on completely replacing an airbag?
2: It ain't cheap. I mean, it costs yeah. them billions of dollars yeah. to do this. Per car, yeah. Yeah. yeah.
0: So so that is a reason that... Uh, and I'm, that's my cynical reason, Anne Marie, if you're listening. That, uh, but I have to say... Largely because of calls like yours, texts like yours, and the public relations, and I think we're a small part of that on this show, exposing the fact that there's so few recalls uh, that are actually fixed, that they're getting better. Uh, This uh, Takata airbag thing, uh, as bad as it is today, it was a lot worse. A lot of the manufacturers, I give Honda credit and a pat on the back. Honda did more than I can think of any car dealer has ever done to try to find their defective airbags and fix them. And they had the biggest problem with the most Takata airbags, but they, they, you know, they tightened their belt, they said, we're going to do this, and they really went out there and proactively found a lot of vehicles. They were going to insurance companies, and anybody that had heard about a defective airbag and fixing the airbag. So, uh, kudos to Honda.
2: All right, some more texts. All right, we'll jump over to anonymous feedback. Oh, it logged me out. Give me one second. Here, will you sing something as I log back in?
0: Oh. Uh.
1: Yeah, I'll say something. Marie, we can't thank you enough. You know, Saturday in, Saturday out, you're right there for us. And uh, the, the uh, questions, uh, your advice everything and anything you have definitely i want to let you know you've become an important part of the show and every one of us here appreciate you and uh i'd love to talk to you but this is uh your choice and we just look for i open up the pc earl uh everybody here and we're looking for Anne marie <laughs> I, I I so do. thank you
2: I get nervous if I don't see it. I sat down. And yeah, it was, what happened? It was 8 o'clock. She didn't have a text on my phone. Is Anne-Marie okay? What am I going to do? Yeah,
1: <laughs> so uh, we're getting a seat ready right here at the table for you. Yeah. So uh, one day we'll have you in here.
4: Let's so do that.
1: So prepare yourself for that, Anne-Marie. We just That's sca- proof we just you are <laughs> an important part of the show. 877-960-9960, www.youranonymousfeedback.com.
2: All right, anonymous feedback, and we love it because it gives us a chance to maybe set the record straight. Sometimes, like with this this next tech, uh, anonymous feedback, it says, "Hey, Stu, I was listening to your radio show and hearing you and your dad dismiss. Well, it's his radio show. I'm on his show. Hearing you and your dad dismiss Toyota and Honda as the most reliable cars, um, and and dismiss it as people who believes who believe in this are fanboys and discounts the concerns of hardworking middle class and poor folks who can't afford a new car every few years." or an expensive fix. Having a reliable car is the only way some of us can keep a roof over our heads and feed our family. Um, it's important that we get the best chance by acquiring information from trusted sources. Have you heard of Scotty Kilmer? Yes, I bet Rick has. And Scotty's a 50-year-old mechanic who also believes Toyota and Honda are still the way to go for reliability. Uh, unless you're millionaires like your family, then brand reliability is optional. By the way, what brand of cars does Rick own? And I, I know you want to jump on that, but I, I, I'd like to answer it. And Hondas and, and Toyotas are incredibly reliable cars and, and amongst the best. The
1: uh, and we've professed that for a <laughs> yes. awful, awful long yeah. time.
2: The, yeah, the point that that Earl was making, I remember this, was we used to be able to say that exclusively and say, you know, if you want a reliable car, get Honda or Toyota, and end of sentence. But um, so many more manufacturers have jumped into the the, the quality game. They realize that's how, that's how you're going to maintain a, a long uh, customer base for years and years. And Hyundai and Kia are getting there. And Super. Ford... Subaru, there's yeah. We just say there's more that have joined the party, and uh, and we also acknowledge that the reason that's why we do this show is because how important cars are. Uh, it's it's that's we, we 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 recognize that cars are part of everybody's livelihoods, uh, their families. It's uh, it's part of our culture, and so that's the whole reason we have a car devo- uh, show devoted to cars because they are that important to people's lives.
1: And and it's so important for us to. You know, not walk in here on Saturday mornings and say, hey, listen, if you don't have a Toyota, forget about it. That isn't the kind of show that we have. We're letting you know what our options are out there. And there are so many great cars out there today. It's amazing. And guess what? You referred to the millionaires. Hey, here I am sitting right here doing a radio show. I'm just a little girl from Pittsburgh. Uh Uh-huh. Yeah, and guess what? Everybody's out there struggling, and we understand it, we know it, and we recognize it. So we have everyone in mind when we do this show. And I hope that you understand what I just said.
2: All right, um, and also Rick, the partner for Rick wanted to know, what kind of car does Rick drive? I know what Rick drives. I
4: drive a Toyota, Yeah, my wife drives a Toyota, her three sisters drive Toyotas. Uh, two brothers in law drive Toyotas. And one drives an old Chrysler. You're,
0: you're not going to do the entire history of the
2: uh, <laughs> nope. Kearney clan, are you? That's it. Okay. Okay, while well, you Thank guys straighten you. all that much. out, <laughs> Great We're gonna Uncle go- Barney Kearney. He drove a Corolla Corona. <laughs>
1: I'm going to go to uh, John, uh, who calls us from Palm City. Good morning, John.
7: Good morning to everyone. In regard to just what you say, that's the feature of this show, recommending not only Honda and Toyota, but every good car, whether it be used or new, to recommend because there are others in the market, and what we do say is, Nancy says it too, Consumer Reports, that's the key. It it changes, but it talks about used and new cars. Let me mention one that didn't come up, That's a fantastic car, and it's rated number one by Consumer Reports, most reliable vehicle. And it only has 2% of the market, but it's a Mazda. (laughs) Mazda is a fantastic car. uh, Tends to get the younger people's market. Uh, Research says mostly single college graduates buy it. Their top car that they sell is a, a Max 5. That's a Miata Roadster. But young people love that car because it's affordable. It's a two-seater sports car. Uh, it has a market sewed up. And uh, last year was the 100th anniversary of Mazda. They had a special edition of that model. And that sports car, Mazda Roadster, only starts at 26, 830, which is very reasonable for any type of roadster or convertible. Mazda was founded in 1920 in Hiroshima, Japan, right now in the process of an MX-30, which is a a total electric car with an onboard generator. And if people remember, by the way, they're building a plant in Alabama, and if uh, Rick will go into it, that was the first car that uh, invented the Wankel rotary engine. So uh, (laughs) last year, increase in sales in the United States. It was only three cars that showed an increase in sales, three only. One was Tesla, two was Volvo, and three was Mazda. So I just want to mention that this show acknowledges that other cars exist out there, many of them that are affordable and reliable, and one of it specifically, I want to talk about the Mazda.
0: Well, thank you very much. As you know, I, I have to uh, comment that I was the first Mazda dealer in the, south, in the eastern United States, east of the Mississippi, uh, August 1970. Uh, that's how long ago that was. And that was back during the rotary engine, the Wankel engine days. And um, I I'm impre- I was always impressed with Mazda. They're a family organization like, <laughs> sounds strange to say that anything is family today, but for particularly large manufacturers, Toyota's family. Uh, the chairman of the board of Toyota is uh, is a grandson of the founder, and uh, Mazda, um, the founder was a man named uh, Kohai Matsuda, and uh, just like the founder of Toyota, Toyota, in Toyota. Yeah, so they they can It's it's illegal in in Japan to name a company after the name of the person, so you have to have a separate name. So they spell it differently. So Matsuda became Mazda, and. Toyota became Toyota, where they spelled differently. So interesting. But family organizations, uh, uh, it's good. You know, our business is a family business. Um, you're, you're seeing the family sitting here in the studio. And uh, so we're prejudiced. Uh, we feel family businesses can be better. But for a manufacturer the size of Toyota and Mazda to be family and still have the quality uh, really makes me feel good. Thanks for pointing that out, John. That was uh, something I haven't thought about oh, in a long pleasure. time.
7: I think they're here to stay with the 100th anniversary that they celebrated last year. So, again, kudos to this show for recommending and pointing out that other great vehicles are out there, even though it's a, like I said, they only own 2% of the market, but there are good cars out there, and this show has
1: proven it. Thank you. John, I can't thank you enough for what you just said. It's really important to us to come in here on Saturday morning and to reach out to everyone and let them know we are in their corner. That's why we're here on Saturday mornings. doesn't matter who you are. doesn't matter what you're driving. We're here for you. And what you're going to find here, transparency. There's no lying about anything. And we can back up what we're saying. So, again, thank you for the compliment. Okay, uh, we're gonna go to Tampa, and Donald is calling us. He's a first time caller. Good morning, Donald.
8: Good morning, and thank you for taking my call.
1: You're welcome. What can we do for you?
8: Well, I first of all would like to thank you for the beautiful work that you do. I follow you on YouTube, and I have read Earl's book. Oh. It is greatly helpful to me, enjoyed the read. And uh, I just appreciate you guys. I do have a question for someone and it's a hypothetically technical question. And it's as follows. If one is in an automobile, and you're setting in an intersection. And it's let's say it's a six lane intersection, you're sitting in the left hand turn lane with your blinker on your family in your vehicle and you're waiting for your turn to make your left hand turn. Mm -hmm. You look in your rear view mirror and somebody in this huge truck is about to plow into the back of your vehicle. At that point, you have a couple options. One can sit there and keep your foot on the brake or uh, you can take your foot off of the brake and maybe ricochet forward and not have as much damage to your body and your vehicle or you could quickly put your vehicle in park and just go ahead and take whatever comes. Which of those scenarios would cost you the least damage to your body and your vehicle and be the smartest thing to do?
0: You know, I love questions like yeah. that. Let me throw, let me throw That's something. In. Yeah, it looks I'm like
1: everybody's thro- got an answer. I'm <laughs> gonna throw something,
0: I don't have the answer, but I'm gonna oh. throw a third criteria into the equation. So you, you take your foot off the brake, uh, you put it in park. Uh, you put your foot on the brake. Here's the the other thing. Should you have when you you said you're going to be making a left turn? Should you have your wheel turned uh, to the left with the car approaching you when it's, uh, when you're when he's going straight at you? So you should you have huh? your wheel straight or turned? I'll add that to the equation, and then Rick, you were going to jump in there.
4: In my opinion. If you have the opportunity, if there's enough safe space go to, the right and floor to it. either go left, right, or straight ahead, I would floor it, and I would do anything I had to do, legal or illegal, to get out of the way of that vehicle. Yeah, that's what I would yeah, do.
1: Yeah, great advice. Yeah. That's what I would do. I'd primary, rather side
2: swipe a guy coming, going yes, back in the traffic.
4: Primary concern is the safety of the people in your car. That is the number one primary concern. But I think, I think, you, yeah.
0: co- I think you copped out on the answer there, because... So I,
2: I can easily I see. Think it helps. I, I don't think put and break is not going to help you.
0: I, 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 I completely uh, believe that uh, there is a best way, even though it's not the safest way, and uh, I think that's the yeah. point of the caller. If you're, if you're going to make a turn and you can't go straight because the traffic is preventing you from going straight. But,
2: but if you're in the left-hand turn range, yes. you get back into the straightaway. Uh, it, but what if you right. can't? What if you can sick. You need a split yeah, second yeah. to assess it and make your move. Well, wow. And avoid the, the amount of energy transfer. That's the yeah. clear yes. Just do not let the energy come into yeah. your car.
1: Reflexes are very important at that moment.
0: Yeah. Well, what's the answer?
8: So even, even if one has to pull... Forward into the opposing traffic and be struck by another vehicle is better than being slammed into the rear. No,
4: no, no. no. I don't think so. No, no. no. No, Opposing opposing impact is going to be much greater. A strike from behind, you do have a better chance of less injury with a strike from behind. However, um, I would get on the brake as hard as you can simply for the point that cars today are designed to collapse and create an energy absorption from the impact. So, but being on the brake... Is a brake better
0: than the park position?
4: Yes. Why? Because foot hard on the... Park puts two wheels stopped, the two drive wheels. Brake locks all four wheels. Okay, great answer. Which Mm -hmm. creates more friction to slow the car and prevents you from being shoved forwards as far into any oncoming traffic. And and I think
0: (laughs) you want to have your wheels... My point was you want to have your wheels straight because if they're curved to the left and you're hit from the rear, the it'll push you into the oncoming traffic. Yes. So anyway, well, I love questions like that. That's a great question. I don't know if we answered it, but we certainly gave it a lot of thought. I, uh, it's, I, I didn't think anybody thought about stuff like that except me. I, have, I, I go through these uh, mental games with myself a lot.
4: Well, as crazy as it sounds, I, I used to ride a motorcycle quite often, and I actually had one occasion when as I pulled up in a line of traffic, everybody stopped at the red light, I just happened yeah. to look behind me, glanced in the rear view, and a car was coming up way too fast. I knew this guy was not gonna stop in time. And I uh-huh. basically, I shot up between the rows of cars. Yeah, well, you had a motorcycle. We're right, I, I had that <laughs> option. It was you a know, small view, I could zip right up. But it, I, I surprised the heck out of the guy that was in one yeah. of the cars. What was the,
0: What was his <laughs> name?
4: I don't know, oh, okay. but it, it he his eyes went wide, and I just pointed at this car that was literally sliding to a stop, and the guy wow. st- the the speeding car stopped where I yeah. would have been. Yeah. I yeah. mean he, he would have hit me, but it just it's situational awareness. Be aware of your surroundings yeah. at all Absolutely. times. Absolutely.
2: If anybody's yeah. familiar with Reddit, these type of questions are asked, and then there are there are literally miles of of answers. So I I googled it and this is the case here the question is you're about to be rear-ended at a traffic light do you press the brake or do you roll with the impact and there are 17 miles of answers so <laughs> we can all google that yeah. ourselves and find out
0: okay we uh no. we we that was a natural uh, conversation thank you. thank you very much for the yeah, call
1: donald thank you uh, donald give us a call again thank you. we love hearing from you that was a great question uh, we all had different answers some of us well anyway uh that was great uh Stu that you googled that and <laughs> came up with the 17 miles of, of answers of opinions uh, 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 yeah, opinions. uh I'm going to go back to our uh, female callers and I'm going to remind you that uh you know we have uh, $50 for the next female caller because we give $50 to the first two new lady callers and uh you could just give us a give give us a call just to say hello uh, or you may want to answer my question how do you feel about this uh, the electric cars uh you know they're doing all kind of surveys now and asking who's interested who's not interested who's on board who's signed up are you ready for an electric car there's a very strong interest and it's growing as we speak 877-960-9960 Or you can text us at 772-497-6530. And as I said earlier, www.youranonymousfeedback.com. Don't forget Earl's Vigilantes because we want to help everyone. We truly do. But we do need your help. And you can sign up for Earl's Vigilantes and you can help us, well, to sort out these, these these. These dealers that are so dishonest and taking advantage of your neighbors, uh, whomever you know, whomever we know, and uh, we can't do this alone. So uh, go to Earl on Cars, sign up for Earl's Vigilantes. You don't have to know how to take an engine apart, uh, but just uh, get out there and uh, volunteer Earl's Cars, Cars EarlOnCars.com. We're going to go to Frank. Uh, who's calling us from uh, Jupiter Farms. He is a regular caller. Good morning, Frank. Well, good
9: morning.
10: Good morning to you all. I'm kind of gonna fill in a little bit for Anne Marie since she doesn't seem to call you today. <laughs> um, a l- little humor. <laughs> um, the last question, that guy from Tampa, was very intriguing. Um, and I liked how you all had your ways of answering. <laughs> and it brings back memories. Of course, we always have memories of our childhood and stuff. Mine in particular, my mother was a school bus driver down a Day County in the fifties and sixties. And every few months she would have to go back to a training course um throughout this driving year. And that evening at home she would discuss what they learned that day. And one of the things like Earl was alluding to and also his son is at all possible to avoid head on collisions because there your energy's transferred twice. Yeah, you know, by your car and their car. And um so that was a really intriguing question and um Obviously, you want to keep your wheel. Lots, I guess a lot of people are taught not to even begin turning your wheels when you get in the turn lane until you can actually turn. That you keep straight on, that you go through the intersection, set into oncoming cars. But um, anyway, that was that was kind of neat. And then I yeah. like to fill you in on a recent shopping adventure, um, and how the car dealers are really, really. I'm sure you're, you guys too, to a degree, don't have the inventory, and, and yeah. it's a it's a. Seller's market, for sure. The buyer's beware is a very good um, Earl Stewart you know, motto. Um, last Saturday, after we spoke to you, we, d- we were told, well, let me back up a little bit. A few weeks ago, my my friend, Anne-Marie, my fiance actually, wanted to look at a new SUV. And so, anyway, we decided to look at um, the BMW, X3 in particular, and had a test drive in one of the M models. And oh, my goodness. It was... Um, brilliant experience the sticker price is a little over eighty two thousand and there was no negotiation and um, all the fees they had on was about another two thousand by the time they were done thanks so anyway they were really trying to say why don't you just lease it for zero down in about sixteen hundred a month and um and that way after three years if you don't like it you can or otherwise you can buy it out and the buyout price was um pretty high to begin with so anyway And and I said, well, we would like to own cars. He says, you know, it would be nice. He said, yeah, they take such a big depreciation because we also had seen uh, that week earlier an AMG SUV at the um, Mercedes dealership just off North Lake. And they had a beautiful two-year-old SUV that took about a $40,000 hit from, um, you know, Mm -hmm. for two years of use. And so we were thinking about that, and he said, "Oh yeah, these cars are horrible. First year or two, there's a big loss. You don't want to buy one because it'd be better just to lease it." So I said, "No, we we moved on it." So that was a few weeks ago. And then last Saturday, he calls us and he got it. One of these X3 M models in back from a lease. It has 10,000 miles, and you're going to save a lot of money. So we went in and let's see what kind of money we we're going to save. It was two thousand dollars.
2: <laughs> I could, yeah. Uh, I, I sense where this was going.
1: Amazing. <laughs> oh, my goodness.
10: Oh, my goodness. And you lost all the free service that came with the car originally yeah. for three years, um, and that you could get the extra year of um, um, warranty up to 100,000 miles. And I said, well, you know, by the time you're all done, it's like a, really only about $1,000 cheaper than a brand new car. And the warranty would actually expire sooner because it was put in service in 19. And the new cars today are obviously being yeah. put in service at 21, and I did a math with the leasing at 1600, and then a buyout instead of the car costing 82,000 today, by the time you're all well done, it's over 100,000.
2: Yeah, it's so, the same. Um, it like doesn't seem to be off. like a good like way to go because like intuitively I would say, well, since we don't know where the you know the used car market's going to settle when all this is over with. It, it may, maybe it makes more sense to lease because you're kind you you, you know what the depreciation is going to be uh, but you don't get any help if you're getting kind of if you're getting gouged on the selling price or the cap costs in the lease so it's like it's a catch just, there's no there's no way to get around it unless you just you know the only the only people who are taking advantage of the situation really are car dealers and people who have a, a used car to sell but they don't need to buy another one so it's kind of, exactly. it's kind of tough. That's the reason we're saying like, if you don't have to, to just wait, <laughs> it'll be, it's going to get better in a few months.
10: Oh yeah. No, we're definitely yeah. because I'm um, Amory's SUV is one that Randy knows very familiar is a uh, Lexus. Where are we at, um,
2: at one of the Bremen dealerships?
10: Oh yeah. It's the one on, on Indian, Indian town.
2: town. Okay. We've had, yeah. uh, I mean, mixed, you know, mis- mixed mystery shopping reports. we always had some good ones and some, some bad ones. Um, it's the only oh. car dealership in Jupiter. <laughs>
10: Yeah. Oh, no, no, I, I will admit that um, the salesman, Steve, was very nice, very friendly. That's um, good. The first time we walked in there, he actually left because no one came and talked to us. We walked around for five or ten minutes. and, um, we around, and Maybe Steve. they thought you were a mirage. So, <laughs> you well, know, yeah. Maybe they thought we were a little short. But yeah. anyway, no, he was a very nice gentleman. And, and, but uh, that same day we were there look, looking at this trade-in, and we couldn't even test drive it because it's a trade-in, and they had haven't gone through the service department. Um, it had only 10,000 miles on it, but it had a new set of tires. And I said, wow, what happened? Oh, well, you're lucky to get 10,000 miles on those tires on the M models. You mm-hmm. we go, oh, well, that's interesting. It is another factor. But um, while we were there, there was a lady, and I re- now regret that I didn't step up and try and help her to there by herself in her 70s, trading in one of her cars for a new um, X1. And she said, well, if they give me enough of my trade-in, did you tell them how much you had for it? Oh, I did. I said, well, I bet you the trade-in will be that fine, but no, <laughs> the rest still. That's right. And I, I said, if only I had my uh, visual handy hat, I could have bumped. Right. I
2: bought <laughs> Just stepped in with authority. And Excuse me, ma'am. <laughs> That's great. Well, well, well Frank,
0: thanks Frank. for the call. I uh, uh, love hearing from you. You're one of our most informative regular callers. Please call again next week.
10: We will
1: you. A nice and uh, Frank, to you and Anne Marie, thank you very much for being part of the show. As I tell everyone, you know, every week you are an important part of the show. Uh, there, w- we we would be, you know, mm, for lack of another word, I'm going to say a little bit helpless here without all the input from our audience. Eight seven seven nine six zero ninety nine sixty. Now back to Stu. All
2: right, we got a text uh, from Brian in California, an early morning one. Came in at 4.59 a.m. Hey, guys, Brian from California. Quick question for Rick today. I have a family member with a 2018 Honda Accord. They got a code saying to replace the brake fluid on the car a few days ago. It's got 17,500 miles on it. I did some research on Honda forums, and the computer has a timer that spits out the replacement brake fluid code about three years after the car was produced not by how many miles are on it Um, about half of the members blow off the message and do nothing and the other half get the brake fluid changed what do you think of this is honda being strict on maintenance or is there more to it have a good day guys and thanks for everything
4: i would check the owner's manual for the factory recommended maintenance if it's listed in there that it should be done then yeah i would go ahead and do it but if it's not in that book i wouldn't do it yeah that's kind of like our ongoing advice. Oh, so
0: he didn't specify. He just said that the dealer suggested.
2: No, it popped up on the. A light came on the dash, telling it yeah. to do it.
4: Well, if a, if, a, if a it popped up on, on the, the
0: dash, then yeah, it, yeah. it would be a factory recommendation. Right.
2: That would seem to be. Yeah. yeah. His, his point was, and this is you know, like, that's reason he wanted to know from Rick is because he found out through the forums that it's not based on mileage; it's based on time. And this has very low mileage, like so. He, yeah. The brakes haven't been used as much. Is it still necessary? Like we talked well, about with
4: the wheel. Probably their reason for recommending it is brake fluid is hydroscopic, which means water. it
0: absorbs moisture. So it's like oil. And Same it, thing with oil. Very
4: yeah. similar, yes. And yeah. it, it That's to prevent water from being able to build up on the brake components yeah. and cause corrosion on the inside. Yeah. So that might be a very yeah. reasonable thing to do even even though the mileage doesn't say it, it's the time okay.
2: i'm going to go with and with being that.
4: exposed to the atmosphere change
2: the brake fluid if the car tells you to yeah
4: yeah, yeah.
2: that's what I can. okay okay this is from steve in new jersey it says hi earl great show steve from new jersey uh, regarding the rear collision question another solution is to buy a car that has whiplash mitigation technology my 2020 volvo has rear bumper sensors that can detect an imminent rear end collision just before impact, mm. my car will increase the seatbelt mm. tension and preset the brake system. I think some other cars do that too. I think some Toyotas yes. do that. Yep. Uh, just before the so it, uh, increases the seatbelt tension, it presets the the brake system. Um, at the time of the collision, the front seat bottom will slide forward slightly, and the back of the seat will fall back slightly. This is all done to mitigate whiplash injury, which occurs approximately 75% in all traffic accidents.
4: And Volvo's whiplash mitigation system is called whips ooh, wow which by the way uh negan one mentioned on you, the youtube channel here it's negan your head okay negan. it's negan <laughs> it's from walking dead okay uh your headrest should be set to where the main body of the headrest is directly behind the back of your head so that your head in a rear-end collision will hit the headrest and prevent your head from snapping backwards, so what I would which say, can injure your neck. What huh? I
0: would say that if you're aware of a approaching rear end collision, you have time uh, to adjust your position of your body and your head. And you want to be sitting low on the seat with the headrest where, where Rick just mentioned we want to be right behind your head to keep the the neck from flapping back. So. Uh, yeah, I think uh, I'd scoot down, put my head up against the
2: headrest. I'm going to train you. What you're going to do, you're, you're going to go into plaid mode um, mm-hmm. as soon as you're about rear-ended yeah. and you take off at the speed of light.
0: Yeah, that's insider <laughs> knowledge. Nobody knows what that is.
1: It, it's just uh, amazing, ladies and gentlemen, uh, when we talk about whiplash. Uh, it's just uh, uh, when you, get, when you put, have someone put the numbers right in front of you and how many people are in an accident uh, and what happens is uh, a whiplash occurs, it's just amazing, and I believe that the texter said 75%.
2: Oh, the accidents involve whiplash, yeah.
1: Yeah, and that, that's just uh, totally amazing.
0: That's because 75% of the attorneys are trying to make a lot of money. <laughs>
2: whiplash is real. Yeah. Very, very you heard real.
1: What, we y- are going to go back to the phones. You attorneys
0: heard what I said out there. Come and get me.
1: <laughs> <laughs> uh, we're going to go back to the phones, and uh, we're going to talk to Marty from Boynton. Good morning, Bar- uh, Marty morning what can we do for you this morning
9: hello
0: hey marty <laughs> hey marty we can hear you
1: oh okay yeah
9: i'm sure you can i uh, right from boynton beach actually we're in maryland right now we're on the way my mother-in-law's in the hospital so we wanted to see no. her so we um I just wanted to add to our experience we uh we went into your dealership um i guess about a week and a half ago or so, we were looking to buy a car. We were looking at a Highlander, and we looked at him. We had a nice Highlander, and we decided we didn't want to spend that much money. And we went, and we ended up buying a Subaru. And I just wanted to tell you what happened to us. We bought the Subaru. We signed the contract. We were out ready to put the money down. It's coming to collect it. And he called us and said, sorry, we sold it to somebody else. It's gone. So uh, that was... We've owned about twenty seven new cars and this is the first time anything like that happened. So we thought, Well, we've been listening to your program for a few months now and uh, we're fairly new to Florida. So uh, we came back to your place and we looked at a Highlander which we bought the same day and picked up the same day. And uh we were treated great and uh, very, very happy. The only problem we my wife had called you called Nancy about two months ago and she really wanted to meet her, but we weren't able to do that. But we're in maryland now we put a thousand miles on the car and it's been running great and we're really happy with it except for, well, running, for it. We hate running for it but other than that um we're very happy you guys treated us great and i would recommend it to anybody
0: marty we love you thank you very much i'll send you that 50 bucks i promised if you called uh tomorrow
1: thank you so much just, marty. just kidding well, give, give us a call you, again you're welcome 877-960-9960 where you can text us seven seven two four nine seven six five three zero and if you didn't hear earlier well, i want to tell you what a time what a time for used cars and um the prices have soared mm. and if you're holding on to a used car i'll tell you what when you sell that independently that is you can retire uh, at any rate uh, wholesale prices are up fifty four point three If you can even imagine the time that we're in right now, the times, they are a-changing. We are going to go to Doug, who is a regular caller uh, from Boca. Good morning, Doug.
8: Good morning. How are you guys?
1: We're well, thank you.
2: Hey, Doug, I just sent you a cat emoji on Facebook.
8: (laughs) (laughs) I I was going to say that there's no delay on your uh, broadcast. So I just want you to be aware of that.
2: Okay. That, no profanity, guys. To, <laughs> I promise I'll be nice.
8: Um, so I wanted to ask a question about the gas prices and, and the fact that I might be getting a an electric car because it just seems to me like it, it seems like gas is just going to keep going up and... I can see it being at um, $4 maybe someday soon, unless I'm wrong. But um, what do you guys think of, um, of that?
2: I know this summer compared to last summer, it's on average nationally about a dollar five more a gallon. Um, you know, I'd I like Earl's opinion because you're watching more CNBC than I, than I watch. When is the, uh, the uh, pressure on gas prices going to get better?
0: Well, it's you know the only thing I can say I, I gave up trying to figure that out a long time ago, because there's no rational connection uh, between a supply of gasoline uh, for that matter even the cost of the manufacturer is such a it's changing all the time. I I just say gas prices will always fluctuate. Uh, possibly when everything is all electric, uh, and the gas prices will come way down. You know, actually uh, you say CNBC they say remember you need energy to generate uh, power to build electric cars and you need energy to make cars you need energy to b- make batteries you need energy to generate the electricity uh, that you're going to drive the car with so um, it's going to be no one has got the crystal ball to say when gas prices are going to come down or go back up and they seem to do so irrationally um, when there's plenty of gas, maybe more gas or oil in the ground uh, than we're going to need, uh, then the prices go up, and then it's kind of it's the other way. Yeah. There's so much speculation, yeah. and there's so many people with with oil futures uh, playing the games out there today that you might as well forget about trying to predict gas prices.
1: Yeah, it's very unpredictable, uh, Doug, and it's such a gray area. And as Earl stated, up and down, up and down. So uh i hope we answered your question
8: yes and you guys
5: have a nice day and i'll see you tomorrow morning sounds
1: sounds good doug thanks doug 877-960-9960 or you can text us at 772-497-6530 now back to uh no we're gonna go to uh rick he's got some youtubes down there
4: we've got a couple of them up uh Uh, First one, this came in a few minutes ago from Guy Larrabee. He says he recently tried to trade a a clean Kia SUV for an equivalent Lexus. And the dealer lowballed my trade and asked for all the money on the Lexus. He says, I walked out. Times change and I will wait to trade. You're an
0: educated consumer. You listen to this show, maybe that has something to do with it. Uh, Maybe not. But. Uh, that's exactly what you got to do. You got to walk out, and remember, this is the way car dealers make their money. If you're sophisticated, if you're informed, you come in there, they can't lay you away, and you walk away. Uh, and the uh, right behind you, somebody walked in there and did exactly what they asked you to do, but they weren't informed. Yeah. Dealers will make ten thousand dollars when they sell the same car to a informed consumer that they make a thousand dollars on. Yeah. It, here, let me give you a statistic out here uh, from the automotive news, current automotive news. Um, this is from uh, J.D. Power, and the total profit uh, per car now on new cars in May, per car, now hang on to your hats. If you're in the car business, think about this. This is the average, all-time high record, profit per new car, $3,245. And uh, more than double the $1,567 earned a year earlier. So car dealers are making more than twice the amount per car. And that's most of those are at or over sticker. So if you walk in and you're, and you're educated, uh, you're not going to get taken advantage of. And uh, if, you if you aren't that way, they will lay you away. And remember, this $3,245 $3, per car, that's an average. You know what that means. <laughs> There's as many above that price a uh, profit as below it. So so you people out there paying $10,000 profits to car dealers, and they're fat and happy and having a good time. Unreal. Yeah.
1: Knowledge is power, folks. Knowledge is power. Stay in control if you do have to go into a dealership. And most of all, don't go in alone. Uh, we are going to go uh, uh, you probably have more YouTubes right, Rick. Okay, well we're gonna go to Barbara and uh, She is a first time caller. Good morning from Plan City. Welcome, Barbara, you just won yourself fifty dollars.
3: Oh well, thank you. You're Good quite morning.
1: welcome. Emailing me your contact information, please. What can we do for you this morning?
3: Well, I've heard that the electric cars are having a problem with their batteries in the back catching on fire. And I heard that um, the fire department can't put that fire out when the batteries are on fire. Is that true?
0: Rick can answer that. He, he actually gives classes to fire departments on, uh, on battery fire. So he,
4: he's, he's the right guy to ask. Yep. As a matter of fact, most full electric cars, the battery, the lithium ion battery, is located under the car on the outside. And it's completely in a sealed, contained unit. So that's why the the fire departments have issues with them, because it's not so much that the fire can't be put out, it's because it's actually sealed in a box, so they have a hard time getting any water to it. Now as counterintuitive as it sounds, water is the number one thing that is recommended for dealing with those fires, and they simply have to cool the battery using tons and tons of water to the point that the fire actually goes out just from the loss of the heat. But uh, the fire issues, that you you mentioned cars catching on fire. Um, Tesla had an issue years back when they had quite a few of their cars actually had a a short circuit would occur. But I haven't heard of any cases like that lately, except in cases where the car crashed. Like out in Texas just recently, that car that they crashed, basically they slammed into a tree at a very high rate of speed. Yeah. and that car oh it it burned right to a shell it was a horrible but that was a, a case where you know people that was driver caused it was the drivers that caused that accident and for the most part electric cars are actually almost safer than normal cars really at this point
1: yeah absolutely and there's a lot of human error out there yes human yeah. error yeah Um, uh, Barb I uh, hope we answered your question yes you did you gave me information I didn't know so thank you so much oh you're quite welcome it was a pleasure talking to you and I hope you call again spread the word I sure will thank Thank you thank you so much have a great weekend now back to Rick okay
4: Um, well as a matter of fact just a instant little thing here that uh, Don from LaBelle had mentioned he said he accidentally put his Camry Hybrid remote, which is a, a smart key remote, he had left it in his pocket, and it went through the washing machine. <laughs> he got so lucky because it survived, <laughs> and it still works. Amazing. Uh, folks, try to avoid this. It's it's kind of like your iPhone, your, your cell phones.
1: <laughs> that happened to me.
4: <laughs> yeah. They say they're water it resistant.
1: Worked. It works. For a
4: splash of water, you're fine. But... Be very, very cautious because getting those remotes in water can kill those remotes and they can be several hundred dollars to replace and have them reprogrammed. So be careful with that, folks. Uh, Now we got Donovan Lewis says, how do you go about being a cash buyer today? I'm in the market for a used car and I want to pay cash and not pay a dealer fee. I'm finding it rather difficult to pay cash. Two dealers so far have wanted to charge an extra $1,000 for not financing the car and will not budge on the extra cost. Hmm.
0: Well, it's, it's illegal to uh, tie the financing to the purchase of the car. The one exception is manufacturers often have specially low uh, interest rates or a discount and you get to take your pick. But typically, uh, uh, you, you cannot, if you're buying a used car, I think you said, uh, and they say unless you finance it, we're gonna charge you more, uh, that's a violation. That's a, a criminal violation. I think it's a truth in lending, uh, federal um, breaking the law. So you should report it. Uh, the problem is you don't wanna deal with a dealer like that anyway, because they can manipulate the numbers to make you think uh, that they're not charging you more. And they probably will if you threaten them with any kind of a lawsuit or legal action. But uh, it's complicated today because interest rates are so low that oftentimes the low interest rate that they're offering by the manufacturer is only good if you're going to be able to finance the car for enough money with a lower down payment to take advantage of the interest savings, especially if you don't keep the car. But cash buyer... um, I'll say one more thing about this and I'll shut up. Uh, When you are a cash buyer... Don't confront the dealer with that fact, let the dealer believe you're going to finance the car with them. And then, negotiate the best price of the car you can, and that'll probably be the best price you're going to get on the car. Then spring it on them that you're going to pay cash. And that way, uh, they really have to be bold and nasty to tell you they're going to charge you more money. And, not to say that won't happen, but it's far less likely.
4: Yeah. Okay. and donovan goes on to say uh, apparently he has uh, some interest in teslas here i'm finding it rather difficult oh, hey, how could you not be interested in an electric car if you can charge at home for two dollars or fill up a normal car at the gas station for 40 plus a tip for tesla tesla owners in our area who use supercharging the supercharger in west delray beach is the best one so far It's got a fixed cost of $0.17 per kilowatt hour. The charger in Riviera Beach and in Deerfield Beach is $0.34 per kilowatt hour from 10 a.m. to 10 p.m. Then it goes to $0.17 during the night. They're making money on that. $0.17 is only $0.05 more per kilowatt hour than you pay at home. And you can find out the cost in the car. Tesla shows the current cost and number of spaces open when you check charger on the map.
0: Let's rewind the tape. Uh, He says it costs you $2 to charge your car at night in your garage and it costs you $40 to fill the tank. I mean that's apples and oranges. If you fill your tank, God knows how far you can drive depending on the size of your tank and the size of your car. And if you charge your car uh, overnight, you have one night's charge. And so what does that tell you? Uh, If you're driving a prime Uh, you got 50 miles to drive if you're driving a Tesla you got 350 miles to drive so you're not comparing apples and oranges it's going to be clearly less expensive for you to have an electric car Uh, forget about plugging it in and the cost of the charge it's going to be less expensive for you to drive an electric car with respect to fuel your fuel is electricity it's not going to cost you as much
4: exactly and I've got one other here from Larry R, who says, "The average profit, three thousand dollars per car, is that the front end only, or does that include the profit from F and I?" That's a, that's
0: front and back end, but uh, it was a it's a world's record. Uh, ah. Yeah. The uh, the front and back end uh, profit per unit, including grosses and F and I income, is on pace to reach an all time high of three thousand two hundred and forty five dollars. So. Uh, uh, Usually we look at the F and I separately, but uh, they're both outrageous. They're they're not only soaking you in the finance department in interest rates and and uh, uh, gap insurance and the rest of it, uh, but they're soaking you on the price of the car. Why? Because they can. Yeah. You know, you want to buy a Honda Accord, you want a white one. Now you walk over to the Honda dealer, you drive over, take Uber. He's got one you, white one. And they got one white one. Maybe. And, and you say, how much? Now, what do you think they're going to say? And and you know, you're going to say, oh, that's too much money. I say, oh, OK. Well, then go buy a white Honda Accord somewhere else, because I got the only one in Georgia, or I got the only one in Florida. And that's the way it is. If you want to wait six weeks, which you should, uh, you should order the car you want, negotiate the best price, and buy the car you want. Here's one other thing that uh, I just learned and Nancy told me about this. There was an article in USA Today that says when you buy these cars now, not only do you have to worry about getting hosed on the price because of supply and demand, but the manufacturers are deleting computer modules because they can't get the microchip on the car. So, the Ford F-150 has a computer module that moderates, that improves the gas mileage uh, when you drive it, because uh, it it recognizes, the computer recognizes the fact that you're going faster, you don't need much torque, and it adjusts, Rick knows what I'm talking about, uh, gives you better mileage. Mm -hmm. Well they ran out of uh, the microchips to make that mileage adjustment, so if you buy an F-150 now of this particular description, it doesn't have that in there. Now, did they reduce the price? Yeah. They reduced the price uh, by the cost of the module, which I think was a $1,000. And the fuel economy that you lose as a result of that, if you keep the car for five years, is way more than $1,000. They asked the dealer when they went in to buy this Ford, uh, if uh, they get the module later, will they install it in my car for me? He says, I don't know.
6: Hmm.
0: Well, it turned out they would. Anyway, bottom line, you're buying a car today, microchip shortage. Ask this simple question, are there any parts on my car that you decided not to include because you couldn't get
4: the microchip? And guess what? Just tell me. The salesperson's not going to know. No. Yeah. He's not going to know. No. Of course not. Yeah, yeah. And, no. and if they do, they would lie to you through their teeth. And guess well, what?
0: then put it. I have to put it in writing. Yeah. Uh, say, okay, as long as I'm getting a whole <laughs> car here, just put it in writing. Okay. Initial here that whole car. Uh, yeah, hundred <laughs> percent car.
1: Hey, uh, speaking of getting hosed, I'm beginning to like that word. Thank you. I'll tell you what the uh, the auto industry. What a world! What a world I've been introduced to. And uh, ladies and gentlemen, I'll tell you what, these uh, dealers, there's a lot of money for them to make, even more now than there used to be. You, you so please, knowledge is power. You know, it's interesting real aware.
2: quick. aware. Uh, sorry, is on the F&I. Like, I'm thinking, well, how does F&I get worse with the inventory situation? And I figured it out. You, you, normally, there's always a danger of get if a F&I manager is too aggressive, they, it's called blowing out of the box. You know, you, you push too hard, they leave, you lose. The, they don't care. There's more customers than there are cars they can be more aggressive because like you said it's that one white car they have in stock they've searched around they know it's the only one that they can get and so they're going to try pull out all stops to to boost that profit even more even on the back end so that's happening right now
0: yeah very true
1: you know i used to think that if i walked into the dealership the only question uh was part of the the whole transaction you know uh, whether it be a warranty that i might need or or anything else but how many people walk in and say, what doesn't the warranty cover? Uh, it's, it's just like everything else with the color of the car. Uh, it's, it's become a complicated situation unless you have really done your homework. Uh, we are going to go to Mark in uh, Palm Beach Gardens, who's been holding. Uh, thanks, Mark. Thanks for your patience.
11: No problems whatsoever. Good morning to all once again. Um, I needed a little bit more clarification. I believe it was on last Saturday's show when it came to we're an avid Toyota owner. And um, I need to clarify on this Tires for Life program. Excuse me if I speak a little slow. I'm a little under the weather. Anyway, um, if... uh, It seems as though at least twice a week we have an issue with our air pressure indicator lights coming on in the dash saying that we got low tire pressure, and it's usually first thing in the morning. And I do know that when you drive, because of the heat of the tire, it raises the air pressure, and uh, the opposite happens to uh, the pressure the other direction. But uh, there seemed to have been an answer or explanation last week that uh, it was because of the tire type or tire that was being used that was causing this low air pressure situation constantly. Um, Is there any better clarification on that?
0: Well, Mark, uh, the tires are a lot more complicated than they seem. Every tire... Uh, Suits a different person uh, in a different season. I mean, maybe that's the reason Goodyear and Firestone and Michelin make so much money is there's a tire for every uh, household, tire for every climate, and uh, all-weather tire, winter tires, summer tires. Uh, People also have different personal preferences. Some people like a soft ride, and that's the reason the manufacturers, uh, when they uh, deliver a new car to a dealer that's going to be bought by somebody, Uh, They like to have soft tires on the car uh, because when you have soft tires, you have a smooth ride. I wouldn't sell uh, soft tires on a car to a friend of mine or a customer. Uh, I would rather put a tire of the firmness that suited his comfort level, but also maximize uh, the life of the tire. And uh, so you you need, uh, we look at, if someone wants a soft ride, then you have to give them one with a tread wear index that'll give them that, but the tire's going to wear out a lot faster. So uh, there's
4: no perfect tire. It depends on individuals
0: and where you live and how you drive. Rick,
4: I, I believe he's asking about the tire pressure sensors. Uh, the, the, the lights coming on. Uh, what, what's the year and model of your car? 2017
11: Camry XLE.
4: I believe that the 17, I'd I'd have to double-check my uh, TIS, my information source for Toyota, but I'm pretty certain that those have what's called an adjustable threshold level. In other words, um, the sensor is set to where the light comes on when the tires go down to a certain pressure level. So say if it's set at 26 pounds and you're running normally at 28 to 30 and a tire gets close to that 26 it may trigger that light to come on but what you can do is when you get to go into the next dealership for uh, ask them to set that threshold to a lower point say around 22 to 24 pounds per square inch and then when you bring your tires up to their normal pressure of 32 to 35 where they should be it'll take it a little longer before that light will come on so you'll, you'll still know if you lose tire pressure But you won't have that daily fluctuation causing the light to come on.
0: And I've got I've got an idea that might even be easier, is uh, use the manufacturer uh, recommended. I mean, use the tire manufacturer recommended tire pressure, and then uh, go to use whatever they say uh, that pressure is. Use that and then back off a few pounds per square inch uh, until you find a comfortable uh, ride because that's going to do two things for you. It's going to give you your maximum tire wear, and it's also going to give you maximum comfort. Uh, it, and it's tailored to you. If you do that, you're never going to have your tire pressure light come on unless you have a very low threshold of pain when it comes to uh, a bumpy ride, and you have to go so, so soft that the manufacturer's specifications are going to cause the indicator light to come on. Uh, you know. It's,
11: yeah, excuse it, me for interrupting you. I, I don't want to take up all your time, but I see we're running out of time before the uh, mystery car shopping report but you know i'm talking about major differences here not minor differences i mean you can walk outside and see the tire half flat it's not a minimal amount i mean it's not 28 or 30 pounds versus 24 pounds and schlepping to the gas station three times two or three times a week to fill the tire up and then for it to pressure
0: up. Well, Mark, you've, got, you've got a, a leak a in your days. tire. you got a leak in your tire because you're not going to – you don't have a normal time, condition it, of a tire this jumps, uh, doing this that. It jumps
11: all the way around the car. Yeah. It jumps all the way around the car. It can be several tires. Yeah. It can be two tires.
0: Well, all and I can – all I guys can, are
11: the only guys we deal with.
0: Yeah, all I you can – You know, can, it's
11: under the cars, tires, tires
0: – then, right? we've, then we've dropped the ball and not finding your leak because you're not going to have a car, a tire – this deflated, uh, you know, where where you can see the car sit uh, the rim sitting on the ground, unless there's a leak in the tire. So we need to find it. We drop the ball. you Need to bring it back in. We'll hook you up with our service manager, and we'll get it fixed for you. Yeah,
11: I didn't mean to implicate it was, you know, the rim on the ground, but you know, mm-hmm. eyes wise, yeah. visually, it's.
0: A, what a model? Are, what model are you driving, one. Mark?
11: Again, it's a 2017. Okay. Camry XLE, yeah. and um, we'll like I said, my daughter does most of that because I'm handicapped.
0: Yeah, we'll check it uh, out. So
11: it, just, it yeah. becomes, I didn't know if it was the type of thing where the tire required to be taken off the wheel, remounted, that maybe there's, when it was um, originally the tire. The tires we got were just, we got them from Josh Scott in the service department, yeah. gosh, just a couple of months ago. And I didn't know that, you know, it can be the left front one day and the right rear the
0: next. Well, like you just said, we're running short on time. We're getting near the mystery shopping report, and we can't diagnose it on the air, but we will certainly diagnose it at the dealership. Thank you very much for the call, Mark, and please call again.
1: Yes, sir. Yeah, thank you, Mark. We're here for you and we'll get to the bottom of the problem. And thank you for the phone call. Um, as uh, Earl said, uh, we're going to be go- uh, coming up to the mystery shopping report. But there's one thing I want to mention real quick. Uh, now that there are so many of us that are going to the internet uh, to purchase a, a, a vehicle, not all of us are savvy. And uh, we need a few volunteers to help some of the seniors get. Th- you know, uh, through the process of uh, maneuvering their way around and uh, getting the information that they need. And you can help us. You can help us uh, by volunteering and uh, assisting some of the seniors who want to purchase a car, lease a car, uh, whatever. And you can go to Earl on Cars and you can get the rest of the information that you need to become a volunteer. 877 960 9960 and uh, uh, actually uh, what we're going to do is we're going to close the phone lines and uh, you can text us with your grade for the mystery shopping report uh, and uh, you are a, an important part of the show so stay tuned for that we're going to go to Stu, i believe
2: yep got a bunch of text uh, bob um, texas says we purchased a new mazda this week I learned from you, and I think I got a fair price. I went to three dealers after researching on Consumer Reports as you recommended. One was for Costco pricing. Another dealer matched it as we hadn't take, we hadn't taken the, the worksheet from Costco dealer. Uh, we didn't tell the second dealer it was a Costco pricing, and they matched it. Hmm. Thank you for educating me. Also, we we also read Earl's book as part of our learning process. We love oh. to hear that. Boy, I feel <coughs> I love that kind of book oh, It just makes feel
0: life is worthwhile. Yeah.
2: Thank you. All right. Uh, I did a little, uh, since these were coming in, I was able to do some research and get quick answers. So uh, this one says, I'm looking to buy a small used car for my 17-year-old daughter. We want to stay under around $10,000 or under. What car is the best combination of reliability, safety, and value? So I went over to Consumer Reports. Oh. And Consumer Reports has the good choices for teens' cars. It's right there on the website. So yeah. here they are, around $10,000 and under. Uh, there's four of them. The Mazda 3 sedan Um between the years 2012 and 2013. Toyota Prius, 2011 to 2013. The Honda Civic Sedan, 2012 to 2015. And Toyota Corolla Sedan, 2014 or newer. They have prices, I don't know how accurate these are reflecting uh, market prices now. Um, but those are the ones that, in terms of reliability, safety, and all that, and just traditionally
1: a good value. Look at those cars. Yeah, great, I love in, it. great information. And you know, ladies and gentlemen, don't forget, uh, <coughs> Consumer Report. It has so much information in it about what uh, Stu just uh, spoke of, but so many other uh, subjects that are interesting about your tires, about your car, about your comfort, everything. Pick up consumer report you can't go wrong
2: okay Uh, next one he says uh oh consumer another consumer reports one consumer reports put out their article on how to save on gas this summer some of their ideas are great keep your tank half full at all times in case there's a shortage use gasbuddy.com to find the cheapest stations don't speed be careful with aerodynamics think roof racks with luggage Rick, what other suggestions do you have for listeners who may be doing summer driving this year?
4: Clear all that extra stuff out of your car. <laughs> Get empty it out of the, the trunk. trunk. Get <laughs> the weight out of there. Yeah. And consider, Costco, if you're a Costco member, <coughs> look at Costco for fuel. Uh-huh. And overinflate your tires. Yes. Yeah,
0: I have an even better idea than any of that, and I'm gonna replace Consumer Reports' suggestion. Uh, when you think there's gonna be a gas shortage, don't pay any attention to it, and don't fill your tank up. And if everybody – and this is a little bit tongue-in-cheek. <laughs> right. And the point is – would and, <laughs> and then I will say to the media – Quit talking about gas lines and shortages because you panic everybody just like you do they're with hurting. hurricanes. And people go out and buy all the duct tape and all the uh, the water and they're, they're lined up at Home Depot and Walmart. And the media spooks people yep. into doing stupid things. There was no gas shortage. The only shortage was the mass hysteria created by television, digital, uh, Facebook, and everybody talking yep. about it. And uh, I... I, Shame on have, you, Consumer Reports. Yeah, yeah, right. Yeah. If everybody goes out and wants to top their tank off or have at least a half a tank, we will have a gas shortage. And then there will be lines, and you won't be able to buy gas.
1: Hey, I have a question uh, for you. Do you remember Do you remember it being on the news? A woman at a gas station with a bucket. Do you remember yeah. that? I do, man. Yeah. I, uh, I,
4: I saw videos of people with plastic bags yeah. filling them with gasoline, Silly. and a guy with a tarp in the bed of a pickup filling it with gasoline <laughs> the videos we're are doomed. out there it actually actually happened, happened. We're
1: it, it's just unbelievable and
4: folks <laughs> all of you who filled up those red gas cans with gasoline and they're sitting in your shed unless you're 100 percent certain that that gas is still fresh and clean you put that in your car and you're going to be paying me yep. and my fellow mechanics a whole lot of money to clean out your fuel system get <laughs> <each> your car running <laughs> yeah. right y- again you know, okay back, we got a few more yeah.
1: uh, uh, but back to uh the uh, question about uh gas mileage and everything you know it's amazing how you can control everything in your car by emptying out your trunk by being careful as to how you're driving I mean, your driving affects the gas, the tire, everything. And loading your car up with things that have been there for I don't know how long, get rid of them. Okay. Back to Stu. All
2: right. Uh, Earl, this is for you. Do you believe Toyota's claims that their come-from-behind approach with regard to EV production was by design, or do you think they were actually caught sleeping when demand for EVs surged?
0: I think they were caught sleeping. Uh, here's an interesting uh, take. I'm glad you asked that question. Uh, I mentioned earlier that the chairman of the board of Toyota is a member of the Toyota family, the founder, and uh, the current uh, Toyota um, chairman is Akio. And Akio loves to race cars, and he loves combustion engines, and he likes the idea of the roar and the power mm-hmm. and you know all you it's can put. like a Formula out. racer, yeah, like I did when I was a kid. Uh, and I, think I
1: thought that was last week.
0: that's true and so
1: we were roaring and you were roaring filled filled with power
0: (laughs) so i think Akio toyota has let his personal beliefs uh throw the ship off course a little bit and now they're trying to make up for it but there's some truth to the makeup Uh, they did pioneer electric cars let's not forget that they pioneered the hybrid which is an electric car it's just not totally electric And in terms of battery technology and a whole lot of other things with respect to electrifying cars, Toyota got in on the ground floor when everybody thought they were being silly. General Motors laughed at them. They said, you're crazy. This Prius is going nowhere. And look where they are today. But they did get hung up on combustion engines, and that's the reason that uh, they are Catch up.
2: They also like hydrogen a lot. They're building a, um, a hydrogen city in Fukushima. Which, yeah. You remember that was where the. And big that's
0: another big mistake because we don't have the infrastructure. Right. For the hi, hydrogen is a perfect fuel. It's totally clean. But you cannot right. f- practically do the infrastructure to provide hydrogen to the world.
2: Well, that's why the story is kind of funny. Is because, in order to get it done, they're building an entire city based on hydrogen. Yeah, right. It doesn't. Right. Ha- that doesn't happen every day. Some
0: people don't like to admit when they make a mistake. Right.
2: Anne-Marie's got one for us. She's another one. She says, by the way, I'd like to say attaboy to you. Last week, you mentioned that SunPass now has the SunPass Pro that covers tolls in 16 different states. Uh, Sun Sentinel posted the story on Thursday. You beat the newspaper by five days. Thanks for the timely news.
0: Hey, it's not it's not, not hard to beat the newspaper by five days. I mean, <laughs> <Right>. I, <laughs> I can't believe the stuff I read in the Palm Beach Post. I mean, I I almost, you know, if I weren't local, I mean, i do it because in case my neighbor uh, attacks somebody, if I can see what the neighborhood news is,
2: but... Uh,
0: for national news, who needs newspapers? They're, they get it three, four, five days a week late. Okay.
2: <laughs> All right, we can plow through really quick. We have some anonymous feedback. They're quick. Hey, Earl, I heard Elon Musk announced delays in the first Plaid Model S's. How much longer do you have to wait is, uh, for yours? And I'll answer, they, they announce a, a week delay. <laughs> um, hello, I remember my high school physics teacher mentioned, if you know you're about to get rear-ended, do the following. If you can't avoid it, Keep the wheel straight. If possible, place the car in neutral if you're on a flat surface and won't roll. And take the foot off the brake. The reason is the impact won't be as bad because the energy transfer will be less. He used the item with the metal balls on the string, you know, that click-clack thing where you lift one, let it go, to demonstrate how the energy is transferred through all these things. So
0: I agree with that, and I'm also a physics major. Yeah. So I, he's totally right, Definitely and that, that's a good answer.
2: And here's the last one. Are dealers equally willing to negotiate on the price of an ordered car? as with one on the lot. Uh, in normal times, yes, not now. You're gonna you're paying full pop, uh,
0: Yeah, everything's relative. Yeah. You're gonna get you're gonna get laid away on the orange car just like you will on the white car. Yeah. Uh, they'll just lay away more on the white car. Oh, and it's right. all a matter of supply and demand. If they got a car that you gotta have and they only got one, you're gonna pay
2: through the nose. You have no leverage. Yeah. All right, we're done. We're going. Yep.
1: Uh, ladies and gentlemen, I have to take a moment to thank uh, for lack of another word I'll tell you what Agent Lightning what a job she has done and continues to do and uh, the uh, every mystery shopping report that she has done uh, the proof is in the pudding right there so we are going to go to our mystery shopping report that takes us to Jim Sharkey Chrysler of North Huntington Pennsylvania now back to the recovering car dealer
0: so we set a new record uh Stu uh fell into it got a lucky break and we decided to grab it and shop somebody 1,091 miles away Hmm. new record so here we go Jim Shorkey Chrysler located in North Huntington PA township on the outskirts of Pittsburgh Nancy's hometown 562 miles further than our last record breaker in Nashville we're on a roll. Car dealers, you aren't safe anywhere. Right. I don't the care long, where you are. The long are. arm of the Earl. We'll we will, find you. We will find you. We will hunt you down, and we are coming to your
2: dealership. Coming to your hometown. Okay.
0: Why are we picking on Jim Shorkey? Well, his dealership is just a target of opportunity. Agent Lightning had to travel to the Pittsburgh area on personal business and couldn't pass on the chance to set a new long-distance Mr. Shop Record. A little Googling revealed that Jim Shorkey, S-H-O-R-K-E-Y, interesting name. Jim Shorkey, he ain't no small-town dealer. He has 13 locations in Pennsylvania and Ohio. The group is comprised of three Chrysler Jeep stores, three Kia dealerships, four Mitsubishi, two Chevys, and a Partridge and a Peer, tri- oh, and sir. a Ford.
2: Oh, see, I heard that in my head as I thought, <laughs> and, and a Ford.
0: Anyway... Uh, uh. Usually, and that prejudiced me when I read that, and when I was first read the report for the first time, because usually large dealers with multiple franchises, they don't have the control, and so they're just not nice places to deal with compared to uh, small hometown type dealers. And I'm not just saying that because I'm not small, but I am hometown. Anyway, uh, I was surprised, and I, you'll, you'll see what I mean. Pleasantly surprised. Uh, the Jim Shroy and I like this too, the Jim Shorkey Auto Group is run by Jim's children. Uh, Jim handed the company over to his kids a few years ago to pursue a new interest, a success coaching startup. That's very interesting. I need to talk to that guy. A success coaching startup called Results From Thinking. Well, that tells you it all right there. If you want to be successful, you. you should think. I agree with that. Oh, thank you. I don't <laughs> have to read the book now. Teachers, <laughs> teaches clients. How to be as successful as Jim Sharkley? Well, okay.
2: He's pretty successful. Yeah.
0: Jim Sharkley's uh, Chrysler's web, uh, website has indicated they have a small, just 70 cars, uh, new car inventory, and a very large used car inventory. This is amazing. 226 vehicles, that's a lot of used yeah. cars. Uh, my guess is, I'm just guessing, uh, because Chrysler dealerships haven't typically been high volume. And it's called a marginal franchise, a secondary franchise, and these dealers have to learn how to sell used cars, yeah. and they do a pretty good job of it because they have to survive. So I think I think uh, typically this dealership has sold more used cars than new, and that's, uh, that's unusual. Without knowing uh, what they normally stock, it's impossible to tell how severely the nationwide inventory crunch has affected them. For all we know, Jim Shorkley, uh, I keep going, yeah, Shorkey, not Shorkley. a Jim Shorkey Chrysler used to stock. 400 used cars. uh, Same thing for new cars. We don't know how many they are normally keeping in inventory, but my gut says 70 cars seems light for a new Chrysler dealership. Later on, that proved to be true. Agent Lightning's approach would be a direct hit straight to the dealership without picking a car first online. Now, don't do that at home. That's not the way we want you to do it. But we do it because some people do it that way, and you get in a lot of trouble when you don't do your homework online and get your price determined online. Here's a report. I'm speaking as if I'm an Agent Lightning. I arrived at the dealership at eight, uh, 9 30 a.m. walked uh, toward the showroom. The lot seemed sparse. I guess they were filling the inventory bench uh, up here too. The showroom was small with two vehicles. That's small. Smattering of workstations. A giant inflatable rubber ducky. <laughs> I love it. Well, maybe we can get a rubber ducky. A uh, uh, giant inflatable rubber. It was perched on top of a shiny blue Jeep compass. There were no other customers, but then again, it was early. I walked over to a bright red Jeep Gladiator. Uh, stood a while, admiring it, a man walked over and sat at a desk nearby. I turned to him and asked if there was anyone available to tell me about the Gladiator. The man said, how about me? And he laughed. That's kind of refreshing. I mean... Uh, no pack of wolves waiting for you at the door, yeah. and didn 't even jump on you when you looked at the guard. Uh, it was pleasant, interesting. Uh, he walked over and introduced himself as Jesse Jesse. I hope his last name wasn't James, just kidding <laughs> Jesse James. I told him i'd been reaching uh, uh researching new gladiators and felt I was ready to make my move and buy one. I asked if they had any in stock besides the red one. Jesse said they just got a fresh delivery of them and suggested we take a walk. We walked through a light drizzle up a rocky driveway dotted with mud puddles. You're so poetic, Stu. I like that. It's a, you have a very... Uh, Prosaic. You Yeah, know, you do. <laughs> Found the gladiators. I poked around 10 or so models there and decided on a black one. Uh, MSRP, of uh, 52,640. Jesse asked me to wait for him to go fetch the keys. And I watched his uh, jog back down the drive. It only took him five minutes, and he was back with key in hand and dealer plate in five minutes.
2: Uh, that's, you know, she's... That's such a record. <laughs> Agent, yeah, Agent
0: Lightning is very, very time conscious, and she's got the stopwatch out on you and, when you're...
2: And she's standing in the rain waiting for you. Exactly. So you better hurry up.
0: Jesse said he'd get out of the parking lot. He'd get us out of the parking lot and then turn over driving duties to me. Once we were out of the lot, we switched places. We took an epic 15-minute Mile. fifteen mile, yeah, fifteen mile test drive, all over the hilly, winding back roads of suburban Pennsylvania. Oh, <laughs> I could tell Nancy was thinking
2: fondly of those. My things.
1: heart is pounding. Yeah. Oh, I am way overdue for a trip to Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania.
2: Your ancestral home homelands. Yeah, Jesse
0: was a very knowledgeable about was very knowledgeable about the vehicle, and was also impressed with how much I knew about it. He told a few funny stories along the way. Very folksy. Jesse even... uh, I love this. We have a picture, but I won't hold
2: it up. Uh, Well, Jonathan can put it on the screen. Okay.
0: Jesse even moved a confused cardinal. Now, that's an unusual term. I, I thought he was injured, but... Confused. I like it better because I don't feel as torn.
2: I, I did that because I don't know if it was injured we don't or not. Know. It was in the middle of the road. There was a bird, there was a bird in trouble <laughs> in the right. road. I didn't know if it was bad to say that they just moved it off to the side and let it die. No, they were standing. Oh, jeez. Right. Yeah, they were standing. <laughs> anyway, Jesse. Um, you know, got out of the car. He, hell, hell, yeah.
0: stopped the car and, and, got, and, and saved took, the bird. And took care of the bird. Yeah. He described uh, the, current year car business, the current car business is crazy, said he'd never seen anything like it. He told me they normally uh, stock over 300 new cars, and they only had 68. Now, we uh, returned to the dealership, and Jesse directed me to park inside the service area so we could get out of the rain. A very thoughtful guy, Then, uh, not only with birds, but with customers. Yeah. There, he demonstrated more features, like how to uh, retract and put up uh, the soft convertible top. We walked back to the showroom, found Jesse's desk. He offered me a choice of water, coffee, tea, That's nice. Um, I declined. He asked me if I'd be paying cash for financing. I said, I plan to finance, and he responded by asking me how my credit was. I said it was excellent. This is all standard operating procedure. Um, Jesse asked me if I was 100% sure this Gladiator was the one I wanted, and if there was any other vehicle I'd like to see. I like that too, the phraseology. Typical, if you're in South Florida, they say, you if I it? get the right price on that Gladiator, will you take it home today? Right.
2: Yeah. If you say, are you sure there's any other vehicles you want to consider, the customer will offer whether or not that's the one they want.
0: Yeah, you know. So this is really unusual. And this is very, very friendly, and it's very customer-friendly. So uh, enjoy the ride. This is going to be a fun shop. I said this was the one. He went on to gather my personal information and my driver's license and insurance card. Jesse asked me to give him about five minutes to get uh, the numbers together, he t- he was back in five minutes. like I told you earlier, <laughs> he's, he's good at that. Um, she's good at that. He presented a worksheet that had a finance grid and a cash price uh, break-even breakdown. Um, breakdown. Yeah, I'm sorry. I was uh, I was given a $500 discount on MSRP off MSRP. He added $394 for a document prep. So th- there's there's the hidden fee, but you know, $394. That's like a gift. If you're in South Florida, try three thousand dollars. I mean, uh, we have dealers with thousands of dollars in uh, hidden fees and three ninety four. So, it's it still happened. It's endemic. It's, it, yeah. pack- it's a pandemic, but it's uh, less of a problem in the Pits- Pittsburgh area. Two fifty one uh, for license title and five dollars for tire battery, and that's all standard operating procedure. And he's got thirteen stores. My guess is it's standard in all the the short. What did I say, Shorky? Shorky. Yeah, uh, stores in, in Pennsylvania. Out the door was uh, $56,439. Jesse said he could add gap insurance for $899 if I chose. I declined and I said I planned to do, put a, a lot of money down. Now, also this case here where it's a one person uh, looking at the finance and the products, that's not to say they would have come at you again if you were going to go financing the car. Um, we don't know, but it's pleasant to deal with one person. And I think this is what was going on. Um, as I studied the worksheet, Jesse told me that everything I saw was exactly what the final paperwork would be. Uh, there wouldn't be anything else added. Anticipating what Agent Lightning was thinking, mm-hmm. he said there were no ha- there were no haggle dealership, and everyone liked it better that way. And customers and the salespeople, um, I can testify most do, but. Everybody doesn't. Some people still want to, you know.
2: Yeah, most do. Yeah.
0: He asked me if I had any questions. I looked up from the worksheet and asked him what the deal was with a giant rubber ducky. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know. Maybe he thought I wanted to buy the rubber ducky. I don't know. Jesse laughed, told me a story about a customer of theirs whose Jeep was uh, vandalized. Rather than let herself be consumed with anger, and sometimes we do this, and it's not healthy, the customer began to leave rubber duckies, I love this, on every Jeep she saw.
2: Right. An act of love. I don't I don't get it, but it's really sweet somehow. Yeah.
0: It's either sweet or mentally it's a mental problem. A little I mean, I want to believe it. Yeah, I want to believe that but, she's wandering around Pittsburgh putting rubber duckies. Well, they're duckies.
2: scary crazy and they're sweet crazy and it's, she's yeah. sweet crazy.
6: Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
0: When the dealership found out about this, yeah. They honored her, this is the the woman that had the issue, uh, with a giant rubber ducky in the showroom. They also gave every customer a free rubber ducky. So if you're in Pittsburgh area and you go to the Shorty Chrysler Jeep Dodge dealership, you get a free rubber ducky. Do you have to buy the car to get the free ducky? Uh, If you read the next
2: sentence, you'll find out. Yeah. Oh, okay.
0: Jesse reached into the drawer, pulled out a rubber ducky. Am I a rubber ducky? <laughs> I thanked him, and I said I'd be in debt. Maybe he has, she has to return the rubber ducky. I don't know.
2: She has a rubber ducky, yeah. and she did not buy the Jeep.
0: <laughs> she so. ain't coming back. No. I can tell you. No. Okay. It uh, must be something about folks from Pittsburgh. This was the nicest mystery shop ever. There was none of the expected car dealer bad behavior, and we never see salespeople as genuine as Jesse. Jim Shorkey, Chrysler. Did have a cute little dealer fee of $364. <laughs> I mean, you know, coming from South Florida, 364 is yeah, cute.
2: I did. I, I, it was adorable. Yeah, you, you,
0: you thank them. You thank somebody for a small dealer fee. Uh, anyway, uh, I think we should let it slide. That's Agent Lightning's opinion. And a uh, great report. And Nancy uh, was very uh, emotionally taken with this whole experience. It's a culture. Uh, thing in, in Pittsburgh and uh, we shopped other dealers in the area and Pittsburgh is a I don't know what the word is it's more of a trusting transparent it seems to be Pennsylvania seems to be a heartland kind of a thing
2: yeah and, there, and also Pittsburgh you're, that's over in the western part right of the state like west southwestern it's mm-hmm. like, and then out there near in uh, eastern Ohio Youngstown I've been out there friends out there it's different no yeah. people are nicer
0: Here, I'm going to hold the picture up anyway. I know that Jonathan put it up. It's so cute. A little robin redbreast, and there's Jesse coming to help the little robin redbreast get out of the road.
4: Rick? Kirk Farrell on YouTube says, Pennsylvania regulates the document fees, the dealer fees. Ooh. Uh, maximum is 394 but it is still negotiable of course <laughs> <laughs> see,
0: I love callers and, and they're, less than the,
2: they're less than the maximum
0: and then they're <laughs> right 394 okay kudos not so much to shorty Chrysler Jeep but to the to the state of Pennsylvania for pu- putting some sanity on the, on the on the. so they're not see when you when 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 the Attorney General or whatever the, the law says, maximum three hundred ninety four dollars, then you know that's baked into the price because every dealer is a three ninety four. And so that is, kudos to uh, Pennsylvania state government. Yeah. That's really
2: good. Yeah, if we had a show in Pennsylvania we'd just say, hey, just mentally add three ninety four to every single yeah. price you see.
0: Yeah, and it makes you, it easy. And and if you made it a thousand dollars, it wouldn't make any difference <laughs> because at least in Pennsylvania, you're 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 gonna know where you stand. Yeah. The danger in buying a car is is every dealer is going to wham you to a different degree. Here, 394 $394, they are always going to get you for 394 so you buy the car yeah. and you don't worry about yeah.
1: It. Yeah. it. It's great that there are so many uh, c- car dealers that have followed suit. And so, excuse me, so many states, and there's a cap on the uh, dealer fee. Not as many as we would like, but they're following mm-hmm. suit.
2: Yeah. We have grades coming in, and on Facebook, I'm gonna start with Linda's. She gives him an A, a beautiful A, and she loves it. Um, Martha gives him an A, best mystery shopping report. South Florida dealers take note. Um, also, uh, oh, I'm sorry, Linda gives him an A plus. <laughs> Linda graded him <them> twice, <laughs> and then uh, we have Jonathan Wellington, a little tougher. Agent Lightning strikes again. She's amazing. I'll give this dealer a C. It would have been a higher grade, but the, the hidden fees killed it for him. Amray gives him an A plus for the cool duck getting keys quickly, fifteen mile test drive, and helping the bird. Good friendly customer service, very refreshing. Bob uh, gives him an A, and Frank, oops, they're popping in left and right. Everybody was moved by this. Yeah, <laughs> Frank, I was in tears. Yeah, Frank uh, gives him an A, uh, A plus. <laughs> Anne gives me a duck emoji, and uh, Mark gives him an A too. So I'm, I'm, I'm going, I'm going with the
4: crowd. Hey, Rick. I've got Andrew with an A plus for Shorty, Ernesto A plus, Mark with even with the dealer fee, I'll give him an A. Uh, Brian, I would grade them a B. I would never buy a Jeep. I would buy a Toyota because they last longer. Uh, Guy, I'm giving him an A. And let's see other channel. Nobody yet there, but for me, I'm I'm going with the A plus. I think they did a great job. Pittsburgh,
0: what, what do you say?
1: Well, I can definitely say it's a different world. It's a different world in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. Um, now, uh, enough about me and uh, this rubber ducky. Uh, I think that we should erect something at the dealership, like a lightning bolt, uh, something along that nature. Agent Lightning has done such a magnificent job um, let's forget Shorky, uh, but she has done a fantastic job at what she does. Her heart, her soul is in, and the passion, uh, it's just an amazing job that she does. And let's get to Jim Shorky. His children, his children are there. What a warm and fuzzy feeling when you think about that. And well, Earl won't like it. Um, you, we're not a lot to talk about Earl Stewart Toyota, but he, too, has three sons, and I want to tell you what, what a magnificent job they are doing in carrying on his reputation, his legacy, his honesty, his transparency, and in this day, in this world that we're in, I want to tell you what, we need it. So kudos to not only Jim Shorkey. Federal Stewart, Toyota, and I give them an A+.
0: Well, I, uh, I, I think for my grade, I don't think there's any way. If we don't give them an A+, plus, who are we going to give an A+. Exactly. And uh, uh, that is uh, arguably the best shopping report we've ever had. Uh, we had the uh, uh, buy here, pay here, the Wallace store, and Stewart. Um, what's, what's the name of that again, Stu? uh easy pay, easy or, pay cars yeah, yeah easy, easy pay. Pay. <laughs> and uh, uh they did a remarkable job too uh, they were close uh, uh but in, in, in this case here i you could you couldn't get any better than than shorky uh, chrysler jeep dodge and uh it's uh i think we should recognize the the area and the state and start doing that more too because we are nationwide now we're we, I think sometimes we get uh, caught up in the fact that we're in South Florida in Dodge City, and we're scaring everybody. But we go to California, Pennsylvania, uh, New Jersey, Australia, Australia. We're all over. <laughs> but so far, Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, has won our hearts. There's a pawn shop on the corner. And never mind
1: there you go hey ghost Steelers boy oh boy oh boy can't wait until football season I still have faith in you guys listen thank you for tuning in to Earl Stewart Toyota uh, excuse me that's
0: <laughs> because like you're just doing a commercial
1: yeah exactly I could do a great one uh, thanks for tuning in and we certainly enjoy your company stay tuned next week same time same station 8 a.m we're looking for you have a great weekend go <laughs>